Welcome to this episode of the Shuffle and Play podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Ben. And we're two of the co-founders of the Shuffle and Play podcast, a podcast all about board games, card games, things you can play on a tabletop, even things you can play on the floor if you so wish, but games. Games is our thing. We love them. Our kids love them. Our families love them. Our mates have to love them. Uh, that's how they become our friends. And right. we hope you love them too. Yeah. That is how a lot of my friends have become friends, actually. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty bad, isn't it? No, I'm joking. <laughs> have you also exited friends because they're not into board games? Um, I, I just don't associate with them. So I wouldn't even... <laughs> I wouldn't even know if they had exited well, as friends. You know, it's just. And I think the really good friends, the really, yeah. really good friends, pretend they're really into it yeah. to make you feel good, don't they? Actually, so I then, don't mind that. I mean, I see straight no, through no, it. It's, it's you know, great. I can see, I can see the 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 falseness of it, but it's great. It makes me feel great, and I'm the little roll, that. the little eyes rolling to the back of the head every time you say, "After dinner, let's play a game." Yeah. <laughs> so, everyone up for one? I'm a, yeah, I actually I'm you know I I'm so aware of that now that when it comes to like you know the the pudding plates have gone into the dishwasher I'm now not the person I really make sure I'm not the person who goes should we play a game now like I always try and make sure it's but do you leave a pregnant it. pause do you yeah, like huge hold your breath <gasps> yeah and I close my eyes it's really awkward as well and I just kind of wait for it yeah. and you look at everyone then, so like, I don't know well, um, I've got nothing left to say all my chit chat's yeah. gone should we get Lords of Waterdeep out did yeah. you. <laughs> Did you guys plan any after dinner activities? Because um, I certainly did, but I don't want to offer it first. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. What, it's what, that moment of. It's that moment. What of did you do before says, board games? What did you do yeah. before board games after dinner, when you had you know, friends over? I think the thing we did was we would go. So shall we retire to the lounge? Yeah, I use that exact I mean? phrase. Do you know what I mean? I sometimes you know say the drawing room, and everyone goes, "Oh, yeah, I'm drawing room." I'm like, "Yeah, banter." <laughs> um, should we? There's like a, a, a really like. There's a pause, and then someone says, "Should we just? Should we go? Should we go to the lounge? Like, um, yeah, com- yeah, comfy seats, yeah. and then <laughs> then slow cup of tea, and you're like, yeah. right, um, slow cup got anything tea, on tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> you're not stage. You're welcome." <laughs> I want to play Xbox. Oh, and you, you start standing up and you're like, guys, it's so good to have you here. Thank you so much for coming over. It's yeah. lovely to see you all. Um, what I do is I just start clapping. <laughs> because if you clap, then things just end, I think, is what you know usually happens. You start yeah. celebrating a good friends. night. We, guys, we've had a great night. What a night. And it it was such a shame to spoil it. So let's end it there. <laughs> Sayonara. Um, yeah, I also do the same thing if I've lost a board game as well. I just you just start clapping. Night's over, guys. Night's over. Wicked. Um, <laughs> have you ever had an, a situation where you've gone, right, guys? Um, anyone for a board game? And someone's gone, no. No, I don't think I have. I don't think I have. That's never happened. That's never happened. Has it? I don't think so. I think it's. Um, sometimes it's been me that said it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. And the reason that I do it sometimes is because I think that sometimes friends come over and think that's all I want to do and I, I re- I'm, I've become quite aware that I just don't want people to think that of me like I do sometimes just want to talk <laughs> but what and if like, it know... is all you want to do <laughs> well, I don't that's the question that. I don't what if it is but yeah no I've, I've become quite aware of that sometimes people just oh, go wow. right we're playing a board game then Ben 
And I'm like, yeah, only if you want to, only if you want to. But yes, of course, here's the six choices underneath the table that I pre-prepared. Six choices? <laughs> I'm usually down to give... two. I'm usually down always, to two by dinner. You just give two choices. Well, quite often, because often when you're playing with the unlearned, they don't really know yeah. what to choose from, do they? Yeah, but so that... like I always get out at least four or five that, you know, a good choice and then one that I really want to play. You know what I'm but saying? you're also big on the old um, little games to play in between games, which I are like called fillers that. in the in the that. industry. But you're I big on those. You've got like a whole collection. I've got a big collection of them. I really, really, I, I went through a phase, especially during lockdown, where I bought a lot of small box card games and I'm really oh, enjoying wow. them big time. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of two player games, but that's obviously not good for a for a night in between friends yeah, you've got four friends over right guys um two of us are going to go off and uh, there used to be quite an occasion though when we'd have quite a lot of people over and we would split into two groups yeah we, it's quite a nice dynamic I don't know. the only problem with that is i've found is that the first game what well, one game will finish and then they don't really know what to do so they kind of come over start like gathering play yeah like board game vultures yeah i don't like people watching me play a board game that's especially when they start doing. saying things like uh, you, sh- you should have done yeah, oh. I, what I do there Ben in your ear they go really cool like, I, I'm yeah, doing I like ASMR right now Reb <laughs> right but what I do there Ben is I wouldn't go I wouldn't spend your second worker on that space yeah, and ben. I'd save your iron okay cheers Ben Ben I've been around the other side of the table and seen that Clive Clive's about to do the thing he always does when he plays this game <laughs> I, I probably would <laughs> it's that isn't it it's that yeah, yeah. I don't like that um, I've no, never no. liked that um, <laughs> I think that's alright to not like that. that. I, I've never liked that with crosswords. Do you know what I mean <laughs> what? by that? People trying to finish your own crossword. Yeah. Yeah, that's. They look over your shoulder, and you've been yeah. you've been looking at six down, the whole train journey. You've been do you, do you know though? Up. I'm going to put my hand up, and okay. you can't see this, but I've been guilty <laughs> of watching someone struggle with a crossword <laughs> for ages. Like, and then I got up, and you know, it's probably one of those things. You know, when you look at something for so long and you can't yeah. figure it out. I got up and as I was about to get off the train, looked over the crossword, saw that it's very easy and oh just went, no. I think if I 11 down is this. And they looked around and the look they gave me and I got off the bus and it was like, <laughs> love it, love it. Oh man. Yeah, no, I can't stand that when someone says, you know, you've been working on it. You know, you've got the letters, it's an anagram maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Anyway. Well, Ben. There you go. We are a what few minutes in to our podcast, and we are also in the middle of a global pandemic. Yay! Um, and so yeah, this episode is taking a slightly different shape. We're going to talk about some of the games that we've been playing during said pandemic, and um, just fill you in with what we've been doing in our lives. Um, yeah, we haven't podcast for a while because life. And so, um, yeah. Ben, let's. I, do you know what? Life, and I'm pretty sick of Zoom. I don't know about you, mate, but my word. I... <laughs> It's my life at the moment is Zoom. I think it is probably for all our listeners as well. Like it's just all the time, just Zoom. I, I had a Zoom call the other day. There was nine till four thirty. Not fun. Not fun. Yeah, man. man. Training on Zoom. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It needs to stop. You know, like we're all, we're all, we all joked at the start. You know, oh, all you hear is the words. Can you hear me? You're on mute. It's still happening. It, it's still it's happening. It's still happening, Alex. How are we this far into a pandemic and you don't know how to unmute yourself? <laughs> Gosh, or the screen seriously, seriously, oh, it's so triggering, (laughs) so triggering, so triggering. You know, it's etiquette now to mute yourself on entry. 
I yes. don't want to hear you enter yeah. into a 40 person Zoom saying, yeah. oh, I don't think I fed the cat yet. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, you're telling your kid off. Yeah, exactly. Don't want to hear it. your bum properly, John. Yeah, no, don't I don't want to hear that. Exactly. John, let him get yeah. scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> scurvy. <laughs> I don't know what you get for not wiping your bum, but. <laughs> Worms. Anyway, this is not what we want to be talking about. <laughs> So we're here. We're here. Yeah, we are um, here. Let's talk about some more games, Ben. Yeah, let's do it. So um, I've been playing a lot, actually. I've been playing um, a lot of two-player games. Me and my wife have been... Um, actually, we've been buying a lot of two-player games, actually. Which Hello. Been really fun. Yeah, which been we've great, been buying. We've been... As if <laughs> Mrs. Cook is standing there saying, Hey, Ben, do you know what? I think we need to buy some new games. We've she been She did that buying. with one game. I'll give her that. She did that with one game, which was stellar, a two-player game, which is brilliant. I'll talk about it later. Um, I've been playing a lot of solo games, I have to say. Um, a lot, yeah. actually. It's been fun um, getting into that kind of thing. I bought two games, especially for solo play, and I'm... I'm really into them, which is great. Uh, they weren't like uh, bad buys. It's been really good. So yeah, and I've I've done a bit of Tabletopia, um, but not too much. I find it it is good. Like I do like doing it, but um, I, I couldn't play like two or three games in a row, like like you would on a game night. You know, I, can't, yeah. I just find it a bit too difficult. Yeah. But what about you? Been playing a lot. You been playing some games. Been playing a lot. Been playing a lot of. Um, we've still got uh, people living with us. Oh, and we have had multiple people live with us um and so as in i don't mean my children obviously they live with <laughs> we've had friends who have lived with us for a little while and so that meant that actually we got quite a few games in which was lovely That's i played good. a bit on board game arena um i at the beginning of lockdown subscribed to um what's the what's the board gamey thing on steam uh tabletop simulator that yeah. Um, yeah, that that hasn't been a justifiable expense. <laughs> I learned yes. Gloomhaven, and I haven't been back. Um, uh, so yeah, so um, luckily it's a once-only purchase, I think. Um, anyway, uh, and then um, played yeah, but played a lot of games and played quite a few of my little girl, and she loves them, and so yeah, got a bit to talk about. Yeah, we do. That's good, isn't it? So I kick us off with a with a game to start. I'd love to hear your to opinions on a game. Break the verbal ice, and I think this would be a good one to talk about because of our current circumstance in two thousand and twenty. Okay. Um, I played a game uh, with some friends called Dead of Winter, of which yes. you've probably heard of. It's a game that's based in winter, and there is a zombie apocalypse going on. But much like the well-loved series, The Walking Dead. The zombies don't really feature as a threat all the time. They're more of an element of the game that, yes, could kill you, but it's not the main point. The main point is a human dynamic, human interaction around the table. And with this one, much like the much-loved series The Walking Dead, there are traitors in the midst, and um, it means that you someone can win because they've betrayed the group. Uh, we played a scenario. So there are different scenarios in the box. You pull out one at random. We pulled out a scenario called The Cure. And what the game, what the game does, it gives you a bit of a, like a journal entry to set the scene. And basically, you're in the middle of a pandemic, and you're trying <laughs> to find the cure. Um, and we then played through this game, and then when we lost because the betrayer won, there was a traitor in our midst. Um, then the journal entry was like, "Oh, no one would ever find a cure anyway. Um, let's 
let's like just give in and give up and so we all left it thinking isn't 2020 amazing uh no it's an amazing game and it rekindled my love for this game i i remember as we opened it i said to Laura, this was our first big box purchase mm. it's the first time we spent 50 english pounds on a game mm. um and so it's quite it's probably about six years old maybe um but it is brilliant we love the game and uh yeah ben what do you think about dead of winter you when did you last play it i could i could tell you if you wanted me to like literally the date uh i've got that right now while i'm talking about it um it is one of my favorite games um but it's also a game that's high risk high reward isn't it because i have played games of this that lasted 20 minutes and were really bad kind of really bad games because that traitor element um and also not only the traitor but you're also it's a corporate semi-cooperative game where you are trying to beat a scenario it means that i don't know one in ten games could end in like half an hour with you either being completely destroyed or the traitor just completely running away with it but that's a good thing in a way because it's it's a high risk you know high reward game and when when it's when it's rewarding oh my gosh it's just it yeah just sings and what's good um, about the traitor mechanic is that it's not just like mess up the game for everyone they still have a mission yeah so like yeah for the guy who was the traitor in our yeah. one he had to have like a following so he had to have like more people than anyone else so which means it, it keeps you in the game for longer if you're the traitor because you yeah. still want to make sure things happen. Because if you don't do that, then you lose as much as everyone else does. Yeah. Um, it's the first game that spawned such accusations and sentences like, Alex, why are you going to the petrol station? Because like, everything looks dodgy. No one... Yeah. Need, we, we've all just agreed as a team yeah. that we need to go to the hospital, we need to get, we need to get yeah. fuel from... Why are you going there? Yeah, and yeah. it's that brilliant thing where you know you're not the traitor, but you have to go to the gas station. But you can't explain because you've got your you. own objective. Every so Absolutely. everyone has an objective. Yeah, uh, the betrayer has a betrayal objective. Everyone else has a normal one, and so you want to win more than everyone else anyway because you're a human, and um, and that means that you do some suspicious things. So, for example, I held on to a resource that needed to be shared, and that's because I wanted to fulfil my personal objective. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fabulous, and and I, I love that. There's so many little nuances to to how uh, how the traitor can win. If uh, I, I've played lots of semi co op games, like like for example, um, for example, um, Shadows of a Camelot. Have you played Shadows of a Camelot? Yeah, that's a really good semi co op game. There's there's pre there's always a traitor in that game, um, and it is very very difficult for the traitor to win. It's it's a very it's a very easy game for the people who aren't traitors. Dead of Winter flips it. It's actually much harder for the people who aren't the traitor um and, and that's because that gives you lots of little mini things that you can do so for example the every round there is a um i can't remember the terminology crisis there's a crisis and the team has to contribute a certain thing to the crisis but those crisis cards are put face down yeah um and so if you put cards in the crisis part that do not match the symbol that are needed for the crisis to be resolved then it it, it completely screws up the game for everybody else but you can do it so strategically um you can you can like put in good cards for like three rounds and then the fourth round hit them with like five bad ones and one of the so good one of the tactics the trade to use in this game um was he 
purposefully dropped the right card and then put it back into his hand and then placed it as if like <laughs> say to everyone oh, of course I'm good of course I'm good of course I'm good like if you're a traitor you'd cling on to your cards and and it meant that no one ever suspected he was the traitor at all good. apart from the one person he kept on accusing was the traitor that was uh, the giveaway I, I, I don't know if, you, if you've ever played a game where someone's been um, what's the word Not a, exiled it, exiled that's fun too so if you're exiled brutal you yeah. become a lone player who's just wandering Darryl around the board. Daryl from Forking um, Dead. Yeah, oh right, okay, I haven't watched it that much. Um, but you become this like lonely person wandering around the board with their own objective, but you don't talk to anyone. And that sounds boring, but it's actually brilliant because yeah. your objective could be you have to burn every building down or you have to... Um, oh, what was the one that was really funny? Oh, you just you just have to get enough resources and go and hide and barricade yourself somewhere and just survive it was absolutely brilliant it was so, so good. good so good yeah i love that game i i think I, I i bought the expansion for it the the long night and in my opinion you don't need it uh the base game and i actually sold it about three weeks later because i played a few times and thought it's just too complicated it's just making a great game too uh, too much mm. there's enough in the base game you'll never need an expansion for it um, and of course they released them because it was such a massive hit for, for Plaid Hat games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. It's, it's great. Yeah. Ben, tell us the game you've been playing. Well, there are many. I'm going um, to, I'm going to kick off with um, a game called Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle Earth. Because we haven't talked about this game in the past three podcasts. I, sorry, but I've just got to keep going. Uh, you, you asked me what games I've been playing and I've played this game 24 times now. That's and nuts. I, I need to talk about it, Alex, because <laughs> it's just great. Journeys of Middle Earth is a Lord of the Rings theme board game by Fantasy Flight, who are a big publisher, and they they take these IPs and they just they, they just they just make brilliant games. Uh, so they've done loads of Star Wars stuff, loads of Marvel stuff, and this is their Lord of the Rings one. And it's um it's a it's a campaign driven game. It's totally cooperative. There's no traitors in it whatsoever. Um, you play some characters on a map that's generated by an, uh, an app on, a, on your phone or your iPad or your computer um, and you play through this campaign and you uh, there's a, like an overarching story and every mission gives you a bit more information you're trying to investigate some of the maps are battle maps where you're just purely fighting enemies some of them are like puzzles where you have to like go and solve some clues and find out what's happened and some of them are just journey maps where you you create this huge map on your table of these tiles and you're, you're kind of searching for, for things and, and fighting enemies. And I'm just having an absolute ball with it. Uh, I cannot stop playing it. Um, it's, a, it's a big box, it's an expensive box, but my word, what you get inside of that replayability-wise is incredible. Um, and it's so easy to solo it. It's so simple. You play two characters um, and it's not overwhelming. I mean, I, I've tried to... I've tried to play something like Arkham Horror, the card game, solo with two, two players, and it's too it's too complicated. It's too much. Right. This one is so streamlined and simple. Um, you've each got a deck of cards, but you never hold any cards in your hand. It's just the, the deck of cards is used as your kind of your rolling of the dice in a weird way. Um, you're rolling. You're kind of flipping over successes or failures or maybes. Um, and it's just it's just fab and it's even great when you lose it's even good when you lose because in between games you go to the campfire and then you've gained experience so you you change your sword into this 
orc sword and you change your backpack into something that carries more stuff and you you wear an amulet oh alex i just love it so much i can't get over it how good it is and i've just bought the big box expansion which is extremely expensive and i'm hoping it's worth the money because it's actually more money than the base game which is crazy um so i'm hoping i get more more joy out of it but you you've played this right you've played this a few times i've played lots of times yeah i've played it with my eldest child um we at the beginning of lockdown did i think seven of the missions i think Mm -hmm. there's 10 in the base game isn't there is that right yeah there's 10 10. or 12 yeah and um yeah i really love it i really love it i think two things and i want to ask your opinion on the setup Mm, yeah i think it's quite long yeah it is it is Uh, okay great i wasn't like i'm doing something wrong okay the setup's quite long you can, you can you can streamline it so i've bought lots of little boxes these tiny like little boxes that you can put all the stuff in so you know where it all is but yeah you're right i am in no doubt that you've bought a storage solution for this game <laughs> um and the other thing i would say is the rule book some it has two rule books right so it has your mm. kind of quick start rules and then a almanac or i don't know what they call it a kind of yeah. second rule book and so the thing you mentioned there the campfire thing I still haven't got my head around properly, like how you oh, okay. upgrade characters. Yeah. I know I've upgraded, but I couldn't find anywhere. And I might just be being dense um, as per. But um, yeah, I do love it. The storyline is fantastic. The puzzle solving is brilliant, really yeah, intriguing. And the characters are really compelling. Like, I mean, they're your classic, you know, D&D archetypes. You know, you've got an archer, a mage, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it feels so Lord of the Rings the whole time, doesn't it? It does. It feels really like, because yeah. it's not, it's set in the Lord of the Rings universe, but they're playing fast and loose with details. So don't, don't play expecting a, uh, a J.R. Tolkien like prequel. It's like playing fast and loose with, but it, it feels so Lord of the Rings. It's brilliant. Yeah, it does. And I think what you said there, you're not fussing around with dice, which I love. Yeah, it's um, great. It's just about the, the cards are multi-use. You turn them over and they've got successes on you turn over as many cards as you have that stat um yeah i think it's br- see, it is brilliant you see the, the, the other thing that i think does this game an injustice is it is technically classed as a deck building game and i hate deck building i i hate it i one of my favorite games of all time is a deck building game but i've never built my own deck i've just right. gone online and right. copied anyone else's deck right. because i hate it i hate the idea and some people love this. And if this is you, my gosh, you're you're an amazing person. But to sit with a hundred cards in front of you, and to say, right, I've got to build a deck of thirty. Let's go. It just, I just can't be asked. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I've never done it. Don't want to do it. This game is a deck building game, but it's so simple. Sure. It's so simple. You start with fourteen cards that are pre-done for you, so there's no thinking about anything. And then over the course of the campaign, you add maybe two or three. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, So if you have thought about buying this game, I would say to you, sir or madam, that you just need to do it. You need to do it. It's amazing. Amazing. There you go. Um, I would love to talk about a game that I played on Board Game Arena. Okay. Called Potion Explosion. Oh, yes. Um, Potion Explosion is a wonderfully charming game mm. um, available to play on Board Game Arena for free if you fancy um, or you can buy the game it's about 30 quid um, it's also on the iPad and iPhone isn't it 
It is, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And Poetry Explosion basically riffs off of games such as Candy Crush or any of those whereby you, um, when certain amount of things collide, they then explode, you get a, a good thing. And Poetry Explosion, the actual board itself, is like a rack that has five um, channels and on those channels, different coloured balls that are like ingredients for a potion all sit and rest. On your turn, you either remove one of those or play a card that allows you to do something different, but you remove one. And if you cause um, two or more to collide, that then ripples out and you get more of those things. Um, and you're trying to get certain ingredients to fulfill certain potions, which are like missions. And when you do a certain amount, the game ends, you tell out your points, it wins. It's wonderfully simple, like super, super, super simple. Gave me that flavour of like, you know, a real gateway game vibe. But um, in these kind of times when loads, of, when there is a heightened desire to play games online, I feel that to learn a really rulesy game online is not the way to do it. Yeah, and I actually, agree. if you want to get on and play a game that will last you 20 yeah. minutes and then you can do another one, another one, this is probably the one. I have played it in physical form in a board game cafe before as well. Um, it's really fun, really charming. There's not much to it, to be honest. It's not going to keep, like, I would say play it in these ways online or with an iPad or something. Don't bother really buying the actual thing. Um, but really, really lovely game. Have you ever played it, Ben? Yeah, I have. I've, I've really, I, it's great. I've got it on the iPad. I've played it physically as well. It's really fun. It, it, it feels like um, you're playing an arcade game, doesn't it? Yeah, um, totally. When you play it physically. And, and you can play it with kids, right? Yeah. I think, yeah, in fact, sure. there's a kid's version, which mm. you have the potions, but they're flipped and they don't have an effect. You're just trying to fulfill the potions. But um, yeah. yeah, dead simple. Really quick one. Potion explosion. I'd rate it. Love it. Fabulous. Good. I have been playing... Uh, I'm going to talk about another Fantasy Flight solo orbital game. Um, I, um, I, I'm i a bit late to the Marvel Universe, Alex Raymond. I didn't watch any of the films in the cinema, any of the MCU stuff, apart from one. I went to see um, Guardians of the Galaxy, cause I, and that's my favourite. But over lockdown... Well, it would be Hannah, your favourite if it's anyone you've seen. Uh, well, no, I mean, what I mean is, since Disney Plus, <laughs> oh. um, I've now watched I most see. of them, nearly all of them now. Um, so, I then bought Marvel Champions, the card game. I'm a massive sucker for, I love, I love card games. I absolutely love, uh, you know, I love things like Arkham Horror, the card game, and Marvel Champions, and Star Wars Destiny when it was, when it was a, a, a available to buy. So I bought this one on a whim. It's about £40 at the moment, so it's not too expensive. It's also, it's not following the same model as the LCG, so living card game, which means that you don't have to buy packs and try and find a rare card. All the packs are the same, which I think is really, really good. But LCGs in the past have been, you need to buy like two core sets to play a four-player game. But this is all in in the box in the core set you get a lot of a lot for your money you get three villains and four goodies and uh good guys sorry not goodies and um so i started playing it and i really really like it um, i know nothing about this game ben it's very 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 cool it's it's very simple so it's not a complicated lcg card game it's not like an arkham horror or a magic the gathering type thing um it's very simple there's, there is a lot of reading because the cards all have flavor text and you have to like make decisions and and I, and I don't think it's very thematic so I don't feel like I'm fighting 
a bad guy in the game. I don't feel like I'm Spider-Man or, you know, but the way they've done it is very clever and it's very puzzly. So when I sit down and play a solo game of it, what I'm basically doing is I'm looking at lots of different mechanics and mechanisms and thinking how can my hand of cards best defeat the villain in front of me or defeat the cards in front of me. Um, and so it's not thematic, but it is really puzzly and really brain burnery. And I really like that in a, in a game. But you're basically using cards in your hand um, to fight. So you just like support cards and event cards and equipment cards and allies you can bring out to fight with you. Um, and every round, the villain will either scheme, which is, means they'll kind of be aiming to fulfill their main objective, you know, detonating a bomb or, you know, doing something really evil or they'll just attack you and either one of those things happens if you are in hero form or in alter ego form so hero form you're attacked alter ego form their villain will scheme their main thing um and and every round there's a you know there's a deck of cards that's bad and you draw one and something will happen to you or something will happen to the, your team um and it's really it's really fun and i'm really enjoying it and and so much so that i've bought some of the decks the extra decks so i've bought like captain america and surprises and me too that's, yeah. not, that's out of character for you, isn't it? Yeah. The, the cool thing is that I like about them is that what they've done is that they've taken each hero and they've said, right, what is the thing that they do in the films different to other superheroes? So, for example, Captain America is his shield. It's the fact that he's a leader. He's a you know leader on the field. So all of his deck is driven towards finding that shield in your deck, getting it out there as quickly as possible, Cool. And it all revolves around that stuff. And for like Black Panther, um, no, sorry, Iron Man, uh, you start as just Tony Stark, and in your deck is all of your pieces of armor to oh, make up fine. Iron Man. And you have to go through your deck to find them as quickly as possible to put them on, and then you become this superhero. So it's, it. it is really good. Um, really enjoying it. So I would I would recommend it definitely if you like card fine. games, if you like Marvel. It's great. Yeah. And, it's and what cheap artwork? As well. what artwork expensive. do they use in it? Yeah, it's like original. Well, I don't know if it's original. Um, uh, co- uh, comic book stuff, but it's definitely comic book based. It's comic so it's not it's right. not like not the films. pictures from the films. No, no, no. Yeah, Which great. also was really cool as well. Yeah, really um, cool. So love it. Really. Good. Wow. Um. Now, a friend of mine who listens to this podcast said to me, "You never talk about games you don't like." Um. Mm. Uh, which I think shows a bit more of our nows for buying games. You know, I <laughs> don't tend to buy games that you do um, our research, friend. I don't enjoy. Um, so I'm quickly like scanning down to find, is there a game that I've played that I don't enjoy? Um, very quickly. Um, I don't think there is. So oh, That's disappointing. So, I was looking forward to that little argument maybe. You know? But I'm sure I've played games that have aggravated me recently. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. Go on. No, 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 that's not actually... Oh, I, t- I know what we'll, we'll talk about. Because this game I love and you hate. So let's do that. Okay, okay, okay. We played recently Euphoria, Build a Better Dystopia. Oh, Euphoria is a superb this game this by Stone Mayor really Games. Well. This was By Stone really Games, well. where you are trying to keep um, your workers, which are dice in this game, um, both happy but stupid. If they get too much intelligence, they go away. If they... Um, get sad they don't do any work and so you're trying to do that um all the while building buildings that then get you good stuff but it's a race to get rid of your 10 stars um we won't spend too long on this because i know that ben really doesn't like this game but um 
But I think it's brilliant. And we played it. And when I played it, I had in the back of my mind, Ben hates this game. And I want to find, I'm trying to work out as I play it why he doesn't like it so much. And I've come up with a theory, Ben. Okay. I have a theory, and this might be wrong, that not you didn't like it solely because you lost. Like, that's part of it. It's part of the puzzle. <laughs> but the, but the, I think the main reason is I found it when playing with majority learners, it to be quite a slow experience. When yeah. Whereas when you play and you know the rules and stuff, it's actually quite a quick game. But it took us a long time. And yeah, I wonder if think, that was it. Well, I think you're right. I mean, first off, I know I have a past history of not liking games that I lose at, but I can tell you right now that's not I'm, something I'm that happens at all these days. I Actually, I lose most games I play and I enjoy them more. But having said that, this one stood out particularly to me because I think the, the one thing that I don't like about some board games is catch-up mechanics. I don't like it when if you make two or three bad decisions early on, there's no way you're going to win. And I think for me with Euphoria... Yes. I remember yes. thinking, You're right. I I have made two or three mistakes, definitely, and there is now no way that I will yes. even get close. In to fact, you're penalised. Yeah, you're like right. yeah. if you don't. So there's buildings. Yeah. If you don't contribute to that building, you're now penalised until you offer something right. to that building. Yeah, um, which is really difficult. Euphoria, Euphoria is. I I know when I was playing it, it's a, it's an interesting design. I, I respected it, and and it's Stonemaier, and I, I I pretty much like everything that Stonemaier and Jamie Stegmaier have ever done. Um, but I think it's I think it's showing its age in the fact that it's very difficult for you to keep up with anyone who is winning, who who has made better decisions. It probably harkens to an era when there weren't as many games around, and you could buy a game and play it more than three times in a year. And you could begin with a with a group of you begin to see strategies and think about how you know. Sure. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately. I was going to say unfortunately, but it's not true. I mean, you know, we live in an era now where there are seventy new games a month. You know, so people just don't do that anymore. So I could see that as I was playing, I was, if I played this again, yeah, then I wouldn't make those decisions. So yeah, yeah I know. And there's a new expansion that's recently come out, um, and I wonder what rules that fixes or what. Mm what that changes up because usually expansions are there like healing balms to yeah. like tie up any tie up any wounds um or to make games more complex but because um, he, he's the guy who who made one of my favorite games of all time viticulture yeah i've also played that recently which is a stunning game because actually viticulture is has has the same thing in it Actually, if if you if you don't do a few things correctly in the first three rounds, yeah, chances are you're probably not going to win the game. It, I find it's, it's more about with those with both of them actually. I think it's less about making wrong decisions; it's more about pace. You've yes. got to like be running at the yeah. same pace as the other players. That's right. At, at the same speed. Yeah. If you don't, um, yeah. then you get penalised. For example. Yeah. Okay, so I played a game the other day. Well, say the other day. The other day could be like anywhere between March and October. But I played a game called Underwater Cities. Um, oh, sick! Which is is really really good. All okay, the reviews cool. are true. Yeah. It's a fabulous game. It's wow. basically terraforming Mars but underwater. I lost the game. That I lost the game by fifteen points, and the two winners. There was a point in it for them, but they were fifteen points ahead of me. Wow! But at no point during the game. Did I think I'm 15 points behind here? 
there's just no way I'm going to win. Right up to the moment where we were scoring, I actually thought in my head, oh, I've got a chance here. I've got a chance. Oh, wow. That's lovely. You know, I like games like that. Mm. That's I like games where everyone is invested to the very end. Wow. Rather than someone like me. I probably was a moany ass that day, but I could see it. <laughs> I sat there thinking, this is giving me another hour of my life. <laughs> Amazing. Ben, give us one more game and then I've got a challenge for you for the next podcast. Okay. Okay. So give okay. us one more game that you've been chat you've been thinking okay, about. Okay, so I have recently played a game. Oh, which one should I choose? I had two. I'll go for um I'm gonna go for a game called King's Dilemma. Uh, yeah, go on. Have you heard well, about we game? we were at the expo last year. We chatted yeah. to the guys promoting this game, right? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we did actually. That's right. And you couldn't buy it for ages, and you still can't. I don't think. Yeah. So it's um this game is very very interesting. Um, so I'm playing. It's it's a campaign game. So you it's a what's the word? Oh my gosh. You you play it once and then it's it's defaced and destroyed and you can't play it again. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, legacy. it's one of those. Legacy yeah, legacy. Game. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm, I can't think of the worst. It's a legacy game. So you play it with a group of people. It has you know a whole tray of envelopes. So therefore, the, every game will be different. The get the theme of the game is that you are running a kingdom and you are a member of the council who make the decisions for the king. So in my instance, there's five of us. So all five people are from a different house. And at the start of the game, you choose a sigil. You choose a name for the house. And you've got a little cardboard stand in front what of it. What was the name of your house? Oh. oh, mate, it was two months ago that I last played this. I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Okay. That's bad podcasting. Anyway, it's something, you know, old Englishy, you know, Game of Thronesy, probably, knowing me. Anyway, so you have a little screen in front of you that hides all your stuff. So it's a hidden game. So you're, you're hiding everything from everybody else. So even though you're running an empire, you're still wanting your house to do better than the other houses. Yeah, great. Anyway, the board in the middle of the table is very simple. It just has these five tracks going from really, really positive to really, really negative. Uh, and the five things are like are things like military, morale, food, money, and something else. I wish I could have thought of the fifth one. They all start pretty much in the middle at the start of the game. And then the game is really simple. You all start with the same amount of gold. You all start with the same amount of power, which is a little token. And then someone draws a card from the top of a, of a pile of, of cards and reads out a problem that is happening in the Empire. So Sick. Example, there's a witch in the north north part of the kingdom who's who's gathered a bit of a following a, away from your uh, your city. She's telling them that they need to revolt, um, but she's also um, healing a lot of the uh, a lot of the people of their ailments that we can't heal. So the decision is: do we send the army to capture her or kill her, or do we call her in for a meeting and see if we can figure out how we can get those sponsor her potions is using yeah sponsor yeah how can we how can we heal our people wow. and then it's like over to the council to discuss so we discuss the problem wow then, yeah yeah and then and then everybody gets to vote yes no or or uh, pass um and the, the great thing is at the start of the game you get a little card and the card shows you a diagram of where you of, of where you want the five tracks to finish so okay. my card, the, the last one I played, it was like, you want wealth and wheat to be negative and you want morale and military to be high. 
Okay. And it, and it changes every game. So yeah, in one sure. game, I was like, yeah, let's go and kill this witch. Absolutely. You know, she shouldn't be doing this. It's awful. Um, and then someone on my right is going, no, we should definitely go and, you know, and we don't really believe in what we're saying. We just have this card that tells us we really want. The and does it tell you like the, it tells you the outcome? Like, yeah. Oh, and not you only do that. You, not only does it tell you the outcome, but you store the card in this little pouch. And at some point in that deck of cards, the story will continue. So all of your actions have consequences. So at the moment we're running, I think it's seven or eight different storylines. Wow. And, and w- whenever we start the game, the game tells us to read out the last card that we had in that storyline so we can be re- our memories refreshed as to what we decided last wow. time. And it, it, it's really interesting. I, I don't know whether it's good yet. Like okay. every time I've played it, I've had, I've had a lot of fun. How many times have you played it? I've played it five times. Okay. Um, How many games is there in the box? Uh, I think it's like 15 or something. Okay, this, so this sounds sick. The game sounds ends, wicked. The game ends when either the king dies or um, you get to a certain number of... Oh no, the king dies or the kingdom goes to turmoil, basically. And that's when the game ends. It's about an hour, hour long, depending on how long you debate for. But you spend power, you know, trying to def- decide whether it's yes or no. It's a ga- it sounds like a game that could be helped with the sand timer. Probably, probably. Yeah. Um, but it's just the banter in between the rounds. That's yeah, the, so yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. You need to have a good group, otherwise yeah, this game's yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. work. Really. Sounds um, great. It's really, it's it's good. I'm I'm enjoying it. I don't know if it's amazing yet. Like I, I am really enjoying it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's good. Great, amazing. Oh, yeah. so I want to play that a lot. Right challenge ben for the next mm. podcast okay. um we're coming to a close thank you so much for listening mm, now my challenge to you is think of one game in your collection that you've wanted to play for a long time but haven't and you've got to play it and we're going to review it the next podcast wow so what's a game that is like an old a golden oldie that you haven't played in a long time oh that's a really good Question. What do you want me to like decide? Relearn right it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. In front of all the listeners, We've got to relearn it, teach it, play it, review it. Next, next podcast. Do you, Do you want me to play one on my own or with my? No, own? no, with people, with people, with humans. Oh my gosh, yeah. Alex Raymond, you're really putting. I'm in... gonna say for me, it's gonna be Dungeon Pets. Oh. Haven't played that game in ages, okay. and I'm gonna play Dungeon Pets. Uh, and review it at the next podcast. Okay. Pick one. Go for it. What about something like uh, Imperial Settlers? Superb. Great. That's been a long time since I played that game. Have you got expansions for it? I do. Of course I do, bro. Yeah, sick. Come on. sick. I think yeah. I bought you a little one, actually. You did. Little... Actually, yeah. I haven't played that expansion yet, so there you go. That's what cool. I'll do. Yes. I'm going to play that expansion. Boom. Yes. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, month's edition of yes. Shuffle and Play. It's been wonderful. Ben, you've been amazing. It's been you so too, nice man. to chat, chew the cud, yeah. and we hope that you listen in uh, next episode. We've been Shuffle and Play. I've been Alex. I've been Ben. You'll find us on all Instagrams, Twitters, and oh, yeah. the like. Um, please tune in. See ya. Bye. Bye.